Hey, it's meteorologist Tom Russell along with uh, my buddy Ed Russo. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing, Tom? Good, good. Welcome to another episode of It's Raining Mets. It's the CBS 21 Weather Teams podcast. We always appreciate you checking it out. And here we are well into November, and it just seems like week after week there's something cool and exciting to talk about. And uh, Ed has really been working on something interesting. So, Ed, I hope you don't mind, but if we dive right in, we want to tie in what you've learned about COVID. Oh, I, I, COVID, do. COVID, COVID. I, I do mind. And, I don't, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that option here on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> no, I guess I don't. Uh, wait, our our sole job on the podcast is to ramble. <laughs> We're good at that. But I do yeah. have uh, a seniority here. I'm going to wave the chief meteorologist. Uh, pull the H card you. on me. There you go. Oh, easy. I heard that. <laughs> um, but no, Ed's been doing some really cool research with COVID and cold weather coming. Now, obviously, when it broke out last winter, we kind of had an idea and we were hoping that warm weather would help. I would say it really didn't. It's more about people just being able to get outside than anything else. Right. So, Ed, give me a, give me a starting point here. Where, where did you go with this story? How well, did you know so, where to I, you know, the big reason why the any flu virus or COVID or coronavirus or a lot of the viruses were, are, that we're accustomed to, which many can be respiratory, um, they always seem to ramp up in the winter, and one of the big reasons for that is the social factor, which is the fact that people getting together, you mean? Yeah, people or being getting stuck together. inside. Yeah, that is a big one. That is a big one. Okay. But there's two other factors that I kind of really dived into that I never really gave too much thought. I mean, there's a lot of people that think that, oh, the flu can survive more in the winter. That's why. But it's a good chunk of it is the social factor. Um, okay. But but also biological factor you know the very nature of a respiratory disease is that you catch it through respiratory droplets and it infects your respiratory system so that's okay. the hallmark of covid you know how easily it spreads through respiratory spreads, droplets right. yep and you know you're spraying out respiratory droplets just talking to somebody sure um, and uh or coughing or sneezing um and, and the other one's environmental so how does the weather play a role in, uh -huh. in the spread of, of, of the coronavirus and other viruses for that matter. And uh, from all the research that I've been doing, it does seem that lower humidity, drier air um, makes the air more toxic in terms of its ability to infect you. And when so, you, ha when you say, have, what's that? So say that again, lower humidity, drier yes. air. Right. So drier air. Oh. So obviously in the winter, you can have 100% relative humidity. I mean, you're not going to be snowing when your RH is 30%, you know, it, okay. you know, in, in the winter, it takes a while for the air to get saturated, but it can still happen. The thing is, the relative humidity has a higher chance of being lower in your home during the winter than in the summer, sure. because colder air simply holds less moisture. So when you Makes have sense. this colder, drier air that's always present outside, it's much easier for the relative humidity in your house to be much lower. And when you have a much lower relative humidity, that basically gives the ability for aerosols, which are really tiny droplets, to remain suspended in the air for a long period of time. And aerosols contain you know, respiratory droplets, which can carry COVID. So it does seem like uh, drier air does have a higher, um, higher uh, ability or higher chance to, to make you sick. 
Wow. So in a more humid environment, you know, I'm just looking at it from an atmospheric thing. Those droplets aren't going to go as far. They're not going to be suspended in air. They're going to uh, kind of be weighed down, if you will, right. by the warmer air. Right. And, and when these droplets are, are surrounded by moisture, they can adhere to things in the room. They can get stuck on things like furniture okay. or, you know, whatever. They just so they're not quite as airborne. They're not quite as airborne. And, and aerosol droplets... Um, they're tiny. They're ti much smaller than respiratory droplets. So respiratory droplets will fall around you within six feet, hence that magic six feet number. Aerosol droplets, okay. which you actually have a less of a chance of getting infected through aerosols, because again, they're very tiny droplets. They contain much less virus, but they still carry the virus. Um, gotcha. But the droplets are so small, and when you have a smaller droplet, you know, it has a a lighter weight essentially and the gravitational pull that it feels from its weight is less so there's more air resistance so they remain suspended wow. for a, a longer period of time so so it's it's not good news then moving into the colder no, drier months then. no i mean I, I mean we kind of already knew that but you know it, it's not necessarily the cold itself it's it's the it, it's the nature of the cold in that it holds less moisture so it's really a factor of the air's inability to hold moisture that makes the virus more transmissible in a drier environment. Wow. So, so there's a lot of research still ongoing about this, but um, sure. the, the Japanese have a model that depicts um, spread of the virus in a drier um, setting. And, you know, the, uh, the transmission rate is much higher. And it's interesting, the model also shows that you're at a higher chance of getting infected from somebody who's talking to your side than across the table. Because it would go well, sideways? I, what do you mean? Yeah, so just just from the way these particles disperse when you're talking or socializing, mm -hmm. you're more likely Not to... Not always get, straightforward. Right, you, you're more likely to get it to someone who's who's sitting next to you. Not, 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 I'm not saying this is absolutely the case, but I'm saying this is what the research is suggesting. So wow. Wow. it's some pretty interesting well, stuff. It, it really is. And, and a lot of folks, uh, you know, it, we'll just kind of tie this together. But as we get into wintertime, you know, I always explain to school kids and stuff, you know, that's why your your lips crack and your hands get dried out because cold air can't hold as much moisture. So what a lot of homeowners have done to compensate um, you can actually put a humidifier, you know, in your house or in your HVAC system to try to bring in a little bit more moisture. Now, that probably wouldn't make a difference in this case, but, um, you know, there are ways to offset really dry air. Right. Well, the, the, I, I think the healthy RH that we shoot for is 40 to 60%, you know, and, and okay. let's say during the winter, you know, I, I know a lot of people try to save energy costs by keeping their temp, by keeping their um, house cool in the winter. That's me. Yeah, that's me. And warm in the summer. That's me too. Um, because, you know, y you want to make the outside temperature as close to the inside temperature as possible. So you're not. Yeah, you don't want the, yeah, you don't want the big swings. Right. But in the winter, even when you're trying to keep your house at um, 68 degrees or 66 degrees, because that's what I did. Gr that's what my parents did growing up. 66 to 68 degrees. That was a consistent temperature in the house. You had to wear a sweater the whole time. But. Sure. But. Um, even on a really cold day when it's 10, 20 degrees outside for a high, uh, that's some pretty dry air that's that's in place yeah. outside. Because normally we, when we get those cold blasts, uh, 
um, and we're seeing temperatures for highs that low, it's a pretty cold high pressure system that's sitting on top of us. So the air outside sure. is super, super dry and some of that air is seeping in. So when sure. you are raising the temperature of the inside and causing that dry air to essentially seep in from the outside, as you raise the temperature, your relative humidity drops even more. So the the ability for the air in your house to become much drier in the winter is much greater. So that's why a humidifier helps. Yep. So if you yep. don't have one, you, your RH in your house could drop below 30%. And the, the decay of the virus seems to be much slower at a, at a much lower relative humidity. Well, you're not making me feel any better as we move into. I mean, I know, I did, months, you but... know, I'm, it, but you know what? <laughs> but no, it's really, it's fascinating with the science and putting it all together because we don't still, still, we don't know a lot about this virus. So how it, in, you know, lives in certain environments is a big part of how we fight this. Right. Thing. And, and a lot of viruses seem to behave or survive better in a drier environment. So this is not just with COVID. So it's not like we're, we're dealing right. with. Um, some new virus that has a, a big superpower. I, I, I mean, honestly, all viruses seem to survive more in dry air. The, the, the big you know, hallmark with the coronavirus is its just ability to spread so easily from person right. to person. Uh, the other thing that jumps out at me, temperature, if you saw with the big announcement about the vaccine, they were saying one of the challenges with the vaccine is the vaccine itself needs to be kept at minus 70 to minus 80 degrees to keep its effectiveness. So imagine trying to store that, transport that. I mean, yeah. that's not easy. Well, you know, I, I, I'm not sure why that is. I'm guessing it's to keep the virus. I, I mean, essentially a vaccine contains an inactive form of the virus. The virus, so, right. Yeah, so your body can, so your immune system can recognize it without you actually physically getting sick. Right, learn how to fight it, right. So it, it, it I would guess... Even with the virus in its inactive form, you have to store it at a super cold temperature. Um, yeah, that's, to... that's going to be a challenge because you can't just distribute it to sure. any old body. They're going to have a special freezer right. or a special containment building they, or something. So, so, so one neat thing here is there's a there's a website. It's uh it's it's on the Department of Homeland Security, and they have a calculator that calculates the decay of of uh, COVID nineteen, and a lower UV index, a lower relative humidity, and a lower temperature all work together to reduce the or, or, or make the decay time of the virus much slower. So, so all all working against us yeah. in the winter months. Yeah, I mean, you see, wow. the, we see less UV in the winter. The sun's lower in the sky. We get permacloud that lasts a hundred years. Um, <laughs> so, so say it again, UV. UV low, temperature low RH, the lower all of those three are, the more it seems uh, that we have a favorable environment for uh, viruses environment. to um, to spread. And especially with aerosols, uh, you, you have a you know when the air's drier, you can often have a a dustier atmosphere, so to speak, huh. um, because the well, aerosols are more able to stay suspended in the air than weighed down by some of the water droplets. That would make them stick to something in the environment. Very cool reporting. Uh, let's get in a plug here for when it actually airs on CBS 21. Do you have a date for that or a Yeah, so this, this airs on Monday. Monday six. the... Yeah. I believe that, at the, 6. 
Monday. Wait, I just want to put out a date here so everybody's on the same page. Monday would be the 16th uh, at 6 p.m. on CBS 21. Hey, great reporting, man. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's both from it's the interesting science stuff. And, but we're not yeah. done there because we have our winter weather special. Which Aha, is- there you go. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, CBS 21 weather team has been working on that. And, you know, a lot of times when we, we put these together, uh, we use what we call, we call analogs, and we go back and say, okay, what happened last year? What happened over the summer? And <laughs> it's a little tough to find an analog this year because last year was literally a non-winter, and then we had the hottest summer on record. So you have these two polar opposites playing off each other here as we move into uh, the coming winter months. So some of the things we've talked about is, that A, we think it's going to be a La Nina year, which La Nina is just uh, an unusual cooling there in the Pacific, and it kind of guides the overall weather pattern through the United States. So for us here in the Mid-Atlantic, it generally means warmer than average uh, and, a, and average precipitation. So that would lend itself to not a lot of snow, right, uh, Ed? I mean... Yeah, we get those kind of mixed bag type events. Even- right. Even rain events. There's nothing more depressing in the winter for a snow lover than seeing a cold <laughs> rain in January. And heck, uh, last year worst. we saw some warm rains in January. I remember one night at midnight it was 71 degrees yep. in January. So frustrating. Yeah. And then and then as the storm wrapped up or some cold air would wrap in, then it would change over at the very last second. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. Yeah. So we don't think it's going to be quite that frustrating, but I think it's going to still be frustrating for snow lovers this coming season. Yeah. Yep. That's what we're thinking. You really need like a, a weak El Nino. That's like the best, uh, best scenario. Yeah. Scenario for us, which obviously we're not seeing this year. Well, there's a lot of other, uh, what we call oscillations and the sure. uh, Enso is that one, but then there's one, um, to our North that really is a bigger factor sometimes for how much cold air is able to get into the Northeast. Uh, so we look at a lot of different factors and that has a positive and negative uh, you know, uh, fluctuation as well. So it's just not real favorable, certainly not for a cold start. So what we're thinking is still fairly mild through the December and any cold stuff, you know, wouldn't really hit until after the first of the year. You agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like, you know, the odds of a white Christmas, eh, not, you know, when everybody finds snow acceptable, you know, I would lean on, <laughs> on maybe, yeah on maybe it holding off until after that. But you know what? Sometimes all you need is uh-huh. the right ingredients at the right time. And it doesn't yep. even have to be a pattern. It could just be a short-term uh, thing that happens where you can get snow on yeah, a very brief window. It's not indicative of the overall pattern, but it can right. happen. So those are the that, and that's what makes forecasting around here pretty challenging because that can happen. That has happened. That's also what makes it fun, in yes. my opinion. So if you'd like to see us uh, dive into that a little bit more, our winter weather prediction will air on November the 18th on CBS 21, at uh, also at 6 p.m. So if you want to check that out. But basically, that's kind of what we're thinking, and we'll fine-tune that as we go. Uh, but looking ahead, uh, I think I it was either Steve Knight or somebody mentioned we're either on our eighth or ninth month of above average temperatures. Yeah. I mean, that's quite the streak and shouldn't surprise us for 2020, mm-hmm. I guess, but uh, unreal. Everything's unreal. unusual. <laughs>
expect the uh, unexpected being, as being usual being usual <laughs> it would actually be quite uncommon or or strange <laughs> or something like that yeah it's like an oxymoron somewhere in there well definitely some morons in there that's yeah. for sure uh, <laughs> Let's let's touch on the uh, tropics real quick. We uh, as we record this, Ada is moving back out over the Atlantic, uh, and it kind of you know this time of year the tropical system doesn't stand alone. In this case, uh, it got caught up in a in a cold front that caused a lot of the flooding through North Carolina, Virginia. Um, so that enhances the rainfall. So we have Ada, then we have Theta out in the Atlantic. That looks like it's going to stay out over open waters. And Ed, do you know what the next one on the Greek alphabet is? Omicron. Iota. Oh, Omicron's after that. <laughs> Iota, we got to get through first. So. Iota. Uh, and that, that, as we record this, has the possibility of becoming one that there's a disturbance in the Western Caribbean. So um, th this season is kind of defying uh, science a little bit, or, or known science, I should say, because usually there was always a general rule of thumb that once you got that real first real strong cold front coming through into the deep south, then you're done with hurricane season. Yeah. This year's not playing nice like that. No, no, it's not. And you know, we still have, I think there's even some tropical waves that bear watching in, in the coming days. So it's uh, not out of the realm uh, of possibility that we see one more develop. But Tom, I do have a, a joke for you that, that I um, found. It's not me. Um, it's from the Hurricane okay, Hunters. Okay, go ahead. The Hurricane Hunters. Okay. I thought it was really funny. I shared the tweet. But okay, a little you know how we're dealing here. with, you know how we dealt with Zeta, Eta, and now Theta. Okay, so right. Why, why was Zeta afraid of Theta? I don't know, Ed. Why was Zeta afraid of Theta? No, no, Theta was afraid of Zeta. <laughs> why why was, was Theta afraid wrong. of Zeta? Why don't you tell me, Ed, why? Zeta, Eta, Theta. Oh! <laughs> more humor like this from Ed. You can get that. Uh, that's some pretty good uh, Greek alphabet slash hurricane humor. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. That's a very, that's <laughs> yeah. a very specific type of humor. Yes, yes. Uh, now I will point this out. Ed, Ed is not yet a father that I know of, uh, <laughs> but that is a, indeed a dad joke for which I would take a lot of eat for coming <laughs> yeah. up with that. So, But thank uh, you for sharing. I appreciate it. I that. did not think of that myself. That was the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We are wrapping up another episode here of It's Raining Mets. We have all those great episodes there on our website if you'd like to check those out or anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we always appreciate you listening, and uh, I think as we deep dive deeper into the winter months, we're going to get some interesting weather. But I will put a plug in. This has been an amazing fall. Thank you, Mother Nature. I don't want to hear anybody complain about September, October, and that first week of November. It has been amazing. You would agree? Why is it so cold out there today, Tom? I was, I was hoping... <laughs> When's the warm weather coming back? <laughs> oh, man. On that note, we will wrap up this episode of It's Raining Mets.